Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your bi-weekly source of gaming news, questions and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer. Joining me, as always, is June Williams. Good morning still. <laughs> and Jeremy Bratitich. We out here. I just I I hate a I hate a coaster that sticks to the bottom of the mug. So then when I pick up the mug, it takes the coaster with me and then the coaster falls on me and shocks me because I feel like I've dropped a drink on my lap. I mean, it's your fault for buying a $4 Crash Bandicoot Team Racing uh, rubber coaster. I have other more heavy coasters and the, the I think it's the... I think what, what more mugs need to have is like a little hole at the bottom of the, the lip so that there is no airtight pocket created. Um, oh, yeah. Just put a hole in the bottom of the mug so the drink can just come straight out. Just, yeah, <laughs> just like a, a, little, a little sore and just, yeah, that's... Yeah. I just have fabric coasters. Don't they get, like, damp? Already a little bit. You can wash them. You can, you can wash them. Yeah. They're from Thailand. I don't want to wash a coaster. I just want to have a coaster there so it doesn't leave little wrinkles on my table. The real coaster this of conversation. This is minimap.com.au's... Ah, <laughs> what did you say? The real coaster of conversation. Yeah. I always, I always had the, 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 the silence into the cold open. Um, this is minimap.com.au's bi-weekly podcast, which I already mentioned. Um, we're going to talk about games and stuff. We are trialing a slightly different format. Um, so we've still got games we've been playing. We've still got June's Question Corner. They aren't going anywhere. They'll stay mostly the same. Uh, but for our... Our news section, we figured because we're doing this every two weeks, um, it sometimes doesn't make that much sense for us to talk about, like, the news. Like, when it's big stuff like Xbox buying Bethesda, like, that's, like, stuff that kind of shakes the industry, you know? And we'll talk about it then. We'll be talking about, you know, reception to the new consoles when they come out and stuff like that. Um, But when it kind of gets to the end of the week, and or rather when it gets to when we start this podcast, and it's like there was a bunch of some things that we could talk about in the news section... um, I think because we're a bi-weekly podcast, we came to the conclusion that not many people are coming to us for the news. And uh, at the end of the day, we just kind of read articles to each other of stuff that we've forgotten about already because it was five days ago. Um, so yeah, we're going to be trying a new format, um, sort of bringing up things that are relevant to the games industry, but also sometimes things that aren't, just things that are happening for us, things that have come to our attention, things that we want to discuss with the three of us here. And that could be, you know, we had... Uh, food poisoning from a type of salami. I really hope it's not that. Or it could be something more interesting. Um, <laughs> um, if you feel like supporting this podcast, this new endeavor that we're on, or, or continuing, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash minimapau. And I also just wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the uh, Moog Model D improv uh, from their YouTube channel. You can listen to Shook at uh, shook.bandcamp.com. Their music is great. You should have a listen. Um... It's a weird game played list this week. Um, <laughs> so like, excited. I don't, I don't really, I like, I kind of know. What I, I, so, okay, I know where to start. We're, we're going to start with me, and we're going to start with a question. So, I two, <laughs> what two is nights Kingdom ago, Hearts? <laughs> I started Kingdom Hearts one point five remix on the PS four. This is my first Kingdom Hearts game. This is a game that we've spoken about many times on this podcast, despite Jeremy being the only one to have really played it. Is that right, June? You haven't really played it? 
June would, yeah, that's June what I would sooner be caught dead. Sorry, I'm shaking my head. That's, that's an what obvious, I obvious question. So I played the first two hours of Kingdom Hearts 1 the other day. Um, Jeremy, what is your rating of the first two hours of that first game? What is your honest appraisal? On like on the on the 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 Destiny Islands segment. Yeah, I got I got halfway I think through uh, Traverse Town. Oh, okay. So like, so you, you you're further than I expected you to be um, in the first two hours. Mm-hmm. You, people t- people tend to get stuck on Destiny Islands a little bit because it's a little bit obtuse. I looked up a guide. Yeah, um, yeah, that's <laughs> that is the way to do <laughs> that. Um, the the beginning of that game is weird um and also like not like it's also not really like the rest of the game as well um would you would you say it's like like give me like a 10 out of 10 score for like that opening two hours i think uh, in terms of like giving you the the story beats i think it does a pretty decent job i think the actual like gameplay parts of it are not great um specifically so there's a part in 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 travis town where what you have to do is go through a bunch of arbitrary doors <laughs> um, oh. and uh, while while uh, uh, Goofy and Donald are looking for Keyblade Wielder I guess is what they're looking for at the time um, they're looking for the key yeah they're looking for the key um, and you keep on having to go through these arbitrary doors and as you enter a door a cutscene will play and then they'll be like in the area that you just left from and they'll be like I wonder where they are and you got to do that like four or five times and it's really dumb um yeah like the beginning of that game isn't isn't great like that game itself is super like aged in a way that's really odd considering it's a PS2 game um and also considering the steps that they take in three to make that series like just much better, um, mm. one has got some weird ass fucking mechanics. I did not really enjoy my time playing the first two hours of Kingdom Hearts One. I'm shocked, I tell you. <laughs> I thought the story was uh, incomprehensible, vague, in a way that felt lazy. <laughs> and that I did not enjoy. I thought the knockoff Final Fantasy X characters that didn't sound anything like themselves and were facsimiles of what I know them to be, even although like they were literally being made at the same time and could have they could have just used more similar assets or the voice actors for that matter. I, uh, I found I, we will get to the voice acting later. <laughs> um, I just like. Like, Titus is unrecognisable. The only thing that's recognisable about him is that he's got those shorts that one of them is, like, to his knee and one of them's, like, halfway down his calf and it's like, that's silly and that is definitely Titus, but you don't look anything like your normal character. Also, I think their character designs are so fucking strange. Like, they're Mm. these, like, Bratz doll kids with feet that are bigger than their heads. Yeah, they got got the Disney feet. But, like, they've got... Like they've got those feet, but then their their faces are so doll like, but My, not good. <laughs> yeah, and I, I love how they they'll be like cutscenes where they'll be like you know like fully animated, and then it'll cut to the JPEG face. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the JPEG face is like there's a there's there's a pro there's a pro ZD skit which just does it the best. 
um, people should look up that skit because it's a, it's a knockoff of Kingdom Hearts. Um, it's. I feel like I've I've seen those characters so much that I've never actually thought about the way that they. Look. I mean, yeah, neither have I. And mm. like, you see, like the official artwork for them, like all the like the concept, like especially that first one, that like iconic one where they're all like, well, like Sora sitting on the edge, and they're like mm. all in that like sort of long mm. shape, like looking up into the night sky or whatever. Like that one's really cool. I don't know. It's weird that the that their that their art style, that their character design works in concept art. And then looks so fucked up in 3D. <laughs> it it, it, it almost works fucked. despite itself. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. And then the, the and then you get to Traverse Town, and I'm just they're going back and forth with between like Donald and Goofy trying to find Mickey, and between Sora who doesn't know what's going on, and I don't know what's going on. And then suddenly Squall and Teeth, no, not Tifa, Squall and Aerith are there, Yuffie. and. Yuffie, who I don't know from, but I assume she's from one of the Final Fantasies that I haven't played. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, it's 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 weird. I think um, one shows its one dates itself um, in in an odd way by putting um, school, Leon in, in in that. They call him Leon. Yes. Like what the fuck's I don't know. So so I, the, I, I, should, I can tell I you preface, why. And I, I, am I going to find out, or is this no, like no, 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 no? This is like this is what I mean by the game dates itself. So the reason he's called Leon in the game is because they wanted to surprise fans of the game that Squall was in it, so they hid mm. it behind Leon. That's why. That's why Yuffie calls him Squall, and he goes, "I prefer Leon." It's because they want to call him Leon to tease you, and then show, "Oh, it's Squall, this popular character from this game that everybody's just." Don't been you playing. know who it is? And to be me, fair, that it, kind of got me, but. Don't you know who it is, like, the, the moment he walks on screen? Yes, but yeah. they, they reference him for about 10 or 15 minutes before oh, okay. he's there. Yeah. They're um, like, we should find Leon. And, like, like oh, I think... Kennedy? Square, at the time, they also, like... The fact that Squall and Cloud are in these games, that back then was enough... Like, those characters were so popular that that back then was enough to sell these games. Um, which yes. is a really weird carbon dating of when these games came out. Um, and the Disney of back then is like was super loose with a lot more with a lot more of their properties. Like the uh, so so Kerry, I believe you're probably getting up. So so you fought Leon. Yeah, I got stuck on the boss fight where Goofy and Donald like land on you, and then like, oh, right, a yeah. big toy thing. I got stuck there, and I wasn't. I I died five times in a row, and I was not interested in dying more times yeah. in a row. It was bad. Are you, are you playing on the easiest difficulty? <clears throat> I'm playing on the more on the normal difficulty. It, I, I yeah, I'm I'm what just what I'm talking about. I found the combat to be very also. I I should preface all of this. I'm giving the the opening the benefit of the doubt because I could tell they're setting a lot of things up, and that and I know that the main loop of the gameplay is going to the different worlds and yeah. Um, like solving something them going on to the next world. I know this is all like preamble, but it's not good preamble. It's not. Um, <laughs> the combat sucks. So about, I don't know, I want to say four months ago, I played the entirety of the first game with my housemate. Um, uh, and I basically was there giving him like the director's guide of like, okay, go here, go here, go here, don't do this, do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Oh, don't you do should this, come live this. with me while I play this game. Well, well, that's the thing. I feel like you almost need like a Sherpa. <laughs> through the first <laughs> um 
because it's, <laughs> it's like a destiny raid. It, it's rough, um, and it doesn't it it doesn't age well. Um, like I remember, like because I didn't, you know, like uh, part of me has rose tinted glasses because I played this game close to when it came out, and so I am. But like looking at it now with a more critical eye, I'm very aware of its of its faults. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, it's uh, and then recently I've been playing two, um, which is. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about like just a little bit, um, but two is just so much tighter. Um, the story is better. The, the The preamble at the beginning is a lot shorter and a lot more interesting. Um, it, it it's Good. it's still vague, um, but they 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 deliver it better. Um, and like the combat feels tighter. Like it's weird. Like Kingdom Hearts One has eight directional movement in a game with a with a a, a analog stick. Um, yeah, a game that came out on a PlayStation Two has an eight-directional movement in a 3D action adventure game. Um, yeah, it was early. It's bizarre. Oh, you, dude, if you played the PS2 uh, version of that game, the right stick doesn't control the camera. Um, the camera is controlled by L2 and R2 to to pivot around oh, the character. Um, that's some like Super Mario 64 DS like <laughs> bumper camera controls. You know how you use the D-pad to control the menu. Um, you use the other yeah. sticks to control the menu in the PS2 version. It is it is rough. Um, <laughs> they did a they did a great job at remastering that game. Um, in terms of like redoing the entire character controller. Oh, that's good. Um, Shame it still sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that game is that game is rough. Um, you are at the the gate of that game opening up and becoming what is the rest of that game. I thought I was, but. Honestly, that boss, like, I was fighting it and I was trying to pretend to be tactful like I had that many options. Like, all I can do is jump and move and attack. Yeah. And I just get hit and I can't see that much of what's going on. And Do you have the ability just... that lets you see the health bar yet? No. Right, okay, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just wailing on them and I was like, oh, I should just play this like I don't have any idea of what I'm doing and I don't have that many abilities, funnily enough. And I still died, although I did better. But I, I just kept dying. It's yeah. like, this isn't worth it. <laughs> yeah, it is. That game is a fucking relic of of old Square, old game design, and old Disney. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. yeah, check check back in in a couple of weeks. We'll see. We'll see where I'm finally up to. Um, do you want to talk about Kingdom Hearts two while we're here, Jeremy? Um, I like it, literally just like I, I've been playing two a little bit because I I went back and um. The so the, the the final mixed versions of each Kingdom Hearts game adds like a ton of stuff, um, and ninety nine percent of it is like for the better. Um, for example, in Kingdom Hearts two, um, they add uh, I want to say fifteen. No, I, well, technically it's twenty six optional bosses. Um, technically, uh, but it, it's 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 fourteen unique bosses, which is what it actually is. Um, right. Which is kind of fucking sick. Um, there's yeah. a, there's like there's an entire area um, which you have to level up a, like your character's different abilities um, really really far to get to the end, and then it's like an, a, a giant platforming section. But the platforming in two is really cool because you've got a lot of different like traversal abilities, um, and you get to the end and it's a room with um, thirteen doors, and inside each door is a different boss fight. Um, which is really, really sick. Um, that's like a great, 
And I mean, it's the thing. It's weird because, like, te- technically speaking, a final mix version of the game. It's 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 similar to when Persona Five came out and then Persona Five Royal came out, where yeah, you had to buy the entire game again if you wanted this extra content. Um, the thing about the final mix versions of the game way back then was they were Japanese exclusive, so they never even came to the West until these remasters came out. Um, Oh yeah, I mean they've been out for like seven or eight years by now. Though, yeah, right? yeah, they've been, they're, PS3. They're, they're, they've been out for a while now. Um, but it was one of those things where like it's it's a pretty bad move to like bring out the same game a year later with more content and have to buy the entire thing again. Um, yeah. Like anti-consumer, I'm, I'm talking. Um, but yeah, I've been doing like item grinding and stuff, and it it, it it's so much harder in the final mix version because they add so many more items, and so the drop rate gets reduced. And your abilities for higher drop rate are now gated behind something else, which um, you don't have to do in the in the original version. And so I'm like I'm grinding so much more, and I'm only putting in like an hour or two at a time, just like before bed, just like running up and down certain levels that I know will uh, give me certain drops, and just like then going mm. to bed and just like. Eh. Are you having fun? Uh, the combat in two. Um, is fun enough that I can switch off my brain and enjoy. Um, two feels really tight. Like two feels, <laughs> two feels as good as three, um, and that's not because three feels like a PS2 game. It's just because two feels really good. Like okay, you, that's cool. you, you get to the point where like two just feels <clears throat> really snappy, really responsive, and you've got enough variety in the moves you can do that. Like I am, I am thinking enough about what I'm doing forward as opposed to just like spamming X. So. Cool. I, uh, I, I, I don't know if I'll get there. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I don't expect you to. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Um, why don't you, why don't you take us away with, with your list here, buddy? Let's, what else have you been up to? Um, I've been playing, so I got a new TV. Mm-hmm. This TV is the last TV I'll ever need to buy until the next one. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, this TV was a lot of my savings. Um, this TV is very, very, very nice. You know when you go to the, you know when you go to like a like a JB Hi-Fi and you look at the TVs and you're like, oh, look how good that TV is. Imagine if that was in my house. Mm-hmm. It's, in, it's in my house. Um, <laughs> I got one of those TVs. Uh, it is wow. an OLED TV. HDR10 um, because apparently there's like a million different fucking types of HDR yeah you can have bad HDR god what a fucking anyway um, so I've been putting on cool movies and stuff and I was like well I want to try some games and because the, the way OLED works as well as you can turn on a low latency mode so everything feels really fucking good oh. so I, I played a bunch of games which are 4K HDR compatible on my Xbox One S and my PS4 Pro. Um, the two games that really, really stood out, uh, Shadow of the Colossus, because holy fuck, that game already looks incredible. In HDR, mm. I'm like fucking like looking at this like, oh, I'm going to play this entire game again. <laughs> um, the, like, the fucking shadows and the lights, fuck, they look well, that, so incredible. That game is light beam, like God Ray Central, it's, isn't it? It's, it's amazing. It is... It is like a, a feat that that game looks as good as it does. Um, but the other game I was playing is Forza Horizon 4. Um, mm. 
that like i mean uh, t- uh, racing games are always a really good showcase for uh, a console's power and like showing off what you can do with like you know realistic like photorealistic textures and locations and um and different like surfaces and substances um uh, Forza Horizon 4 looks incredible like it it did even just when i was playing on a on a on a regular tv um mm-hmm. but like just with the when that game when you're doing races at nighttime and there are these neon signs that are lighting up like the track um, and you're driving past, they're so crisp. That game looks absolutely stunning. Um, I wish I could turn down the motion blur on console. I can't, annoyingly, because um, mm. it's really high. Um, but still, it looks just so, so good. It Like, I am... I'm, I'm so ready for fucking the next gen games. Well, yeah, I mean, like you saying those games kind of reminds me of like, like you're saying Shadow of the Colossus looks good and it's like Demon Souls. Uh, <laughs> it's going to look like, I think I'm, I'm honestly more excited for Spider-Man only because he's got like electricity powers and like the things that really stand out is when there's like a, like a highlight or like a really, really dark like black section of the of the screen next to something really bright um Mm. i think i think at the beginning spider-man's gonna be probably the biggest showcase for that sort of stuff um Uh, it's gonna be immediate right yeah yeah that yeah that's the thing like a lot of that is gonna be like super apparent really quick because demon souls is gonna be hard to get through and the first like five or six hours is gonna be like drab dilapidated castles and like stormy villages but like by some of the highlights of that game you know massive like fire creatures and um i think and you know weather effects and stuff like that like i yeah that game's got a lot going for it in the in the in the future Mm. um like once people get past the original but yeah i think you're right spider-man's gonna hit hard fast horizon as well oh good call I, I I did think about putting Horizon back into my PlayStation to um, see what it looked like in HDR, but then I I've heard it's actually quite it. good. Like it's still quite mm. a good showcase. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like well, that was the that was how I played it for the first time at PAX was on a on a PS4 Pro on a HDR screen. Um, but like it's it's a big install, and my PlayStation doesn't have that much space, and I can't be bothered. Mm. Well, sorry, were you saying something, June? Oh, it's just like it already looks pretty on like normal TVs with like normal yeah. PlayStation. So, yeah. Well, Jeremy, as per usual, I look forward to experiencing these things while, when I come over to your house. Yeah. When I am allowed Whenever out of my house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've also been playing Star Wars Squadrons. Um, How is it? That game. Now is, you can finally talk about it. That game is really good. So I, I did testing for that game. So I I played it a little while ago. So I knew what I was getting into. Um, that game is a really, really great successor to Star Wars TIE Fighter, um, which was a really cool game from way back. What, like when? the eighties, nineties. Yeah, like that. Like it's 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 a neat game. It's an old game, but it's neat. Um, this game is a new game, and it's also neat. Um, this is like it. So this is just uh, to preface this. It's just flying in in ships, in X wings, in Tie Fighters. Um, there's no there's no ground combat. There's no like walking around or anything. Um, but there is uh, two campaigns. Um, there's one for the Empire, one for the Rebellion, um, and it's living my, you know, my Star Wars Rebel pilot dreams of 
being able to put on a virtual reality headset and look around inside of a TIE fighter. And that really doesn't get old. Um, <laughs> like that really, really is really sick. Um, there is something super rad about being inside a cockpit that I'm very familiar with that doesn't actually exist and being able to look to my right and seeing the X-Wing wings go like chunk as they open oh. and then turn around and see an astromech like spinning around and looking at shit. Um, and then being able to like fire the fucking uh, cannons on the side of the X-Wing and seeing uh, because it's it's got... Uh, four cannons on an X-Wing. It's got uh, one on each of the X-Wings um, and they all fire like one after another. Um, being able to look to my right and seeing them like fight it. Oh, 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 I like Star Wars. Um, uh, it's sick. That, that game sounds really good as well, um, which is really important for VR. Um, annoyingly, it doesn't support motion controllers for the VR. Um, it's only Xbox controller. Um, and what I really wanted to do was have like my VR hands similar to uh, No Man's Sky does it, which is really cool. Where I've got one hand on a joystick and the other hand on like the throttle, and so I can like turn and then throttle up and then uh, go forward and then throttle down, turn, do like a bank and then throttle up again. Um, like that feels so cool in, in, in no man's sky, especially like landing. Um, it feels really, really sick. Unfortunately, they don't have that in on Star Wars squadrons. Um, uh, but they do support like flight sticks. Um, so I bet that would be really sick. Mm. Um, would you get a flight stick for this mm-hmm. game specifically? I, I've, I've thought about it a lot. A lot. Um, a lot. <laughs> like I've heard some of these thoughts. It's been a lot. <laughs> uh, like I like not right now. Um, mm. But yes, for that and flight sim. Um, yeah, I was going to say you could play it with the new flight sim and stuff too. Yes, yes. And then when flight sim eventually adds VR support, like that'll be like mm. that'll be the ticket. Um, God, could you imagine how demanding that would be? So cool. <laughs> flight flight simulator in VR. Yep. Um. But yeah, so something weird that I noticed was that um, because they're realistic representations of the cockpits in Star Wars, um, you really get to see how little TIE fighters actually get to see um, because they have the, the oh, right. circular window at the front, but they don't have any windows to the left and right. They've got one at the top, um, but you really can't see shit, which which plays into like stormtroopers being blinded by things um, and mm-hmm. the, the tunnel vision metaphor in, inside of the, the Empire. But you like it is. It's almost a disadvantage to play in VR in that because like you've got like less of a less of a cone of vision to see through. Um, interesting. It, it's interesting to have that disadvantage for playing in that way. Um, mm. uh, but yeah, there's multiplayer as well. The multiplayer is pretty fun. It's it's like it's just dogfights. You're just going around shooting other ships, and it it feels pretty sick. Um, Are they just X wings and Tie fighters? Uh, no, so like there's, there's, I think there's like three or four classes per side. Um, so there's like bombing tie fighters. Like I think, I think they're only tie fighters for the, the empire. It's like the, like the tie interceptor, the tie fighter, the tie bomber. Um, mm. Whereas on the rebellion, it's the X wing, the Y wing, the A wing, and another one. I think I'm forgetting as well. Um, there's no hero ships or anything. There's no Falcon. There's no Vader's tie fighter. Um, but yeah, that game is pretty cool. 
it, I cannot believe how long it is fucking taking them to make a Star Wars game that is this, considering <laughs> that they got that license in 2014. Yeah, it's nearly done. It's, it's nearly done. It, it's nearly done. <laughs> They've made four Star Wars games. Yeah. Fallen Order was good. It was fine. It was good. They made one bad Battlefront and one good Battlefront. Well, it was only good after it was the worst. Yes. <laughs> this is the best Star Wars game years. they've made on launch. I mean, Fallen Order was pretty good. I don't like Fallen Order. I don't know. Yeah. Go, let, let, let's, let's, let's not go down this track. What else, what else you got? <laughs> uh, so the... the uh, so technically it was Melbourne International Games Week last week. Um, yes. GCAP happened... Digitally. Digitally, um, which seemed pretty good from uh, the, the reception that I saw online um, and from uh, people who went that I spoke to. Um, but the other thing that happened was uh, Parallel Free Play. Pa- Parallels Free Play. Um, free Play is a, uh, a festival that happens twice a year um, that talks about independent games. Uh, it is my favorite event of Melbourne International Games Week. It is super lovely it is super wholesome and it's a celebration of games as art um what is this where last year you saw the frog detective 2 readout yes yes okay yes uh and usually then we read it, it out is on the show. in a theater um on swanson street in melbourne um it goes for maybe an hour and a half um and it is uh short talks um by game developers talking about their games um whether released or not released and it's very much they can talk about literally whatever they want sometimes it's a personal story about themselves while they're making this game sometimes it was a personal story about their game sometimes it's literally them coming on stage and playing the game for 20 minutes while everybody laughs at how funny the game is and that's it and it's it is a fantastic fantastic event um this year it was digital as everything is um and so it was a, uh, some of the talks were pre-recorded. Some of the talks were live over like uh, Zoom. Um, and it was just people coming in and out talking about their games. Um, a lot of the games there were really, really, uh, really neat. Um, I'd recommend going on the uh, free play um, uh, Twitter account to look at like the list of the games that they showed off. Um, what I really want to talk about is they created a virtual lobby for the event, um, which is in a 2D space, which you could load up on a computer and you could create your own tiny little avatar and you could stand around outside of Swanson Street, um, outside of the theater where it's usually held while the sounds of Melbourne are playing. And uh, just chat and walk around. So... Was this mingling with everyone else's avatars that was also doing this? Yes, yes. This was an online lobby for other people who were waiting for the event. Um, and then you could go inside of the... Uh, I don't remember the name of the, the venue, um, but they recreated it in uh, low-res pixel form. And you could walk around the lobby, which I've been to multiple times, and talk to other people. Um, but, of course, it's like... There's, like, I don't know... 70 80 people in each room and there's a lot of just chat like and 
uh, it's like a really small space and everybody looks really funny. Um, like people are normal size and then there's people who are like two feet tall um, <laughs> and you can do slash clap and it just creates a single <laughs> which is so funny because everybody slash claps all the time and it's a lot of individuals like <laughs> and you can do slash woo and it just creates a woo <laughs> and so in between everybody's talks everyone's going woo and like clap, 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 clap. And you can go into the theater part of it and they've embedded the stream. That That is really cool. It was phenomenal. It was so, so good. Um, it is like such a funny, cute thing to exist for this for this showcase. And um, it, it really like, it really like, it like warms your heart as you're being there. Um, and especially at the end, um, uh, everybody was there and everyone was clapping and, and, and wooing. Um, and people were just hanging out in the lobby. And so, because they already had an embedded YouTube stream, um, whoever was in charge of it just started like putting in tunes. Um, and so like there was like Venga Bus um, and like <laughs> other just like um, fucking uh, Hey Ya by um, Outcast. It was just like... It was just so funny, and it it made mm. me miss Games Week so much, um, mm. physically. Um, uh, but yeah, it was it was such a cool little thing that is perfect for a um, showcase like free play. It sounds like they really embodied the like spirit of those events, from what I've heard it was from you guys. So good! It was so so good. What else you got, buddy? Take us home. Before we move on uh, to other games. Yes. The, the, <laughs> the final thing I've been playing, um, Solitaire Conspiracy. Um, the latest game from Mike Bithell, uh, famously created Thomas Was Alone, as well as Subsurface Circular and a bunch of other games. Um, Subsurface Circular? Is that, that? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And I, then I, I Quarantine Circular. Yes. Yeah, at some point, Mike Bithell just decided to release games like an hour before, an hour after he announced them. Um, yeah, this one too. This one had like two days. Yeah. Um, this is an FMV solitaire game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm living my best 90-year-old self. Um, it's really funny. Like, it's it's super campy and super corny. And also Greg Miller is like the main actor in this game, which is yeah. bizarre. <laughs> um, because Greg Miller is like not an actor. Um, no. And like, you can tell. <laughs> like, he's... Yeah. It's, it's almost tongue in cheek for people who like follow games media, honestly, because he doesn't like like he he does a he does a fine job, but he doesn't do like a great job. And it's also like I'm pretty sure they filmed it on set for where Kind of Funny does their videos. I <laughs> did. He's yeah. wearing shirts which he wears in Kind of Funny, and so I feel like I'm watching like a fake Kind of Funny thing. Yeah, like it's probably like it really good for those who don't watch kind of funny content in terms of like the set but yeah like it's i've, I've seen familiar. some pictures i'm like oh this is yeah i, I am um, but I'm, yeah that's like the only thing they've filmed in the studio in like the last like eight months like it, it's so odd yeah. um but yeah like the actual game gameplay part of it is is it's pretty good like it's a it's a different form of um solitaire where there's like there's like a lot of different as opposed to like the 
the eight stack and the seven and the six and the five, four, three, two, one stack that you've got in a standard game of solitaire, and you have to try and order um, the car, uh, the cards in into different suits in orders from uh, in orders to ascending uh, numbers. This is like there's about six stacks on either side of, and, and you've got more than one deck as well. Um, and each stack is usually got like six or seven cards, and the the stacks go in the middle and then each suit is like connected to like a a clan in this solitaire conspiracy world and they've got like the 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 king the queen and the jack have got power-ups that you can use to reorder it's like it's it's funny because you can kind of ignore all that stuff and still play it as like a fun solitaire game um i haven't found it easy to use this because a lot of the the power-ups are semi-random and so I'm not like, I'm not actively thinking about them. I'm usually just sort of like incidentally using them. And sometimes they like fuck me a little bit and I got to like redo some of the progress that I've made. Um, sometimes they help, but I don't, I sort of just ignore them for the most part. And it just is like a cool looking solitaire game. Mm. Um, it's not hard. Um, it's, it is, it is quite easy. Like if you know how to do solitaire, you shouldn't have any issues with this. Um, and it does the solitaire thing where I, I haven't lost. Um, unlike solitaire, which every, you know, like half the games or something in solitaire, you can lose. Um, some games don't have, like, some, you can't, some games you just can't win in solitaire. Um, I believe. Uh, that is true. Yes, yes. You can get, like, dealt an impossible hand. Yeah. Um, I haven't found an impossible hand in this game. Um, which I think is probably better. Um, you know, it's a, uh, it's yeah. a video game. You don't want to, like, waste like 20 minutes doing a solitaire game only for it to be impossible mm-hmm. especially in like a video game version of solitaire with like fmv and story and like yeah money. if you've got the ability to not make the game impossible for your players then yeah you should absolutely use it yeah it sounds very similar to a game that um ollie put me on to that he was playing back when we were all studying together um which i played this year called solitarica mm, yeah. um which is like, it's sort of like Puzzle Quest meets Solitaire, where it's like each suit goes to a different like manner. So you get the purple manner, and that that means you get enough of the purple manner you can use the purple spells. And um, but it's just like yeah, you've got the like six rows of cards, six columns of cards or whatever, and then one one deck at the bottom. And so if you've got a two, you're looking for an ace or a three. And then you can get, if you get like a row, if there's like three, four, five, six in there, you can go three, four, five, six, and then you get a little thing. It sounds, it, it reminds me of that with like the different clans and the, the different mm. power-ups with the different suits. And like they've all got stories and stuff and I'm just like, I'm sort of skimming over it. Like there's like there's a lot of text and there's a lot of, um, it's, it's really, it's just really odd story. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it, it's neat. I think it was like 15 bucks. Um, that's like Mike Bithel makes good games. He seems like a, a cool guy. And he said that Thomas Lone is coming to Switch. So, you know. I'm excited. <laughs> Solitaire Conspiracy. Sum sum up. Thomas Lone is coming to Switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could never get into Thomas Was Alone. I played it for like I played it on the PS Vita. Um which was a strange choice, I think. But um, I don't know. I just didn't do it for me. How long did you play? Like an hour and a half? Like two hours? Yeah, I think I was on an airplane at the time as well. So I wasn't really in the mood. Yeah. I played it on Steam 
two or three years ago. Didn't didn't do it for me. I yeah. turned it off, never went back. But yeah. not one of those like, I'll come back to this later, never came back. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in that game like four times. I bought the game when it came out. I I, I like that game a lot. Um but they added like weird parts at the end. There's like a, I don't know if anyone got to team jump. Um oh. But Thomas Was Alone ends, and then there's, like, an addendum at the end with, like, a bunch of new, like, characters and mechanics. Um, and it's, like, not that's good. When Thomas Was Alone, unless... <laughs> my, my favorite thing is going on Twitter and Rami, like, bitching at um, uh, Mike Mithel every time, being like, you stop naming your games badly. Thomas isn't alone. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, the Solitaire Conspiracy is the first normal game you've named. <laughs> I am subsurface circular. <laughs> volume was okay. I didn't play. Did, did I play volume? I which, can't tell you. Which one was volume? Volume was the like Metal Gear stealth game. Hmm. I'll come back to you. Yeah. Um, June, tell us about Pathologic. I know nothing <laughs> about this. <laughs> um. Fuck? So Pathologic. Hang. On, let me just check my facts here. Furiously Googles. So Pathologic, the original Pathologic is a... Does it, Jeremy, do you know much about the original? No. No? No. You're um, on your own here. <laughs> Pathologic is a 2005 role-playing survival game developed by Russian studio Ice Peak Lodge. So it was a, a really big old RPG with really bad graphics um, and a really good soundtrack though. It reminds me a lot of um, Vampire the Masquerade if you think about that mm. sort of that sort of style. Kind of like um, a cult PC classic yeah, that no one played. Yeah. Yes. And um, it um, was translated into uh, English uh, I think a couple of years ago but I think like 13% I think from like the Steam stats they said like 13% of players don't make it sorry only 13% of players like actually finish the game because it is incredibly hard <laughs> like it's the original so I've been playing number two which I'll get into but the original um there's three different characters and you play the story three times with those three different characters so 13% of people have make, made it through all three right, right. um but to get through there's 12 days in a in like a, a story for each of the characters and um to get through like day two i think it was like maybe 50 40 percent of people and then people just like drop off and stop playing yeah it's um so clunky and <laughs> hard to play um that it's just not enjoyable like I really recommend um, you watch H Bomber Guy's video essay about Pathologic, um, which is what made me want to play it because it was excellent. If you could have two hours to spare to watch the video <laughs> essay, um, but he does it. He explains like the entire game in it. Like you don't. So you. So you don't. Basically, he he did it so you don't have to play it yourself because he doesn't <laughs> want you to play it because it's a bad. It's not a good game, but it's designed so well to make you think about how games are supposed to be played that it's it's worth looking into. Anyway, they made number two, which is um, basically the story. <laughs> it's the same It's the same story, but it's only the one character. Um, and it uh, it's like properly, it was oh. only, hang on. 
it was released in like 2019 so like it's it looks quite good um and it it is different in a in that way i suppose but like the so they've just done the one the one story from the second guy that you play as in number one which i think is a strange choice but i think it is a more compelling story anyway um do you know the plot no should i go through the plot okay so (laughs) the in the second one you play as pathologic (laughs) you play as a doctor um who has been have found a note from his father saying you've got to come back to town because like there's shit going down and you go back to town and there is shit going down um but you don't sort of realize it until like day three day two or three um i'm only at the end of day two so i can't really um talk much about two beyond that point but um that game is still really strange like it's still exactly the same as the first one in terms of writing so the story doesn't really make sense but it's charming i think <laughs> um i don't know i think i think i'm really enjoying it because um the aesthetic is is really neat with the character design and stuff like that i'm sure you've seen like the big birds the executors and stuff yeah yeah um, i'm just looking up stuff here i'm like yeah no this is a very june game like <laughs> with, um, like the bone masks and yeah the, and there's like this yeah. g- gigantic bull that just stands outside of town um <laughs> It's 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 very 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 strange. It's it has a neat the way the story develops and the way that they've done it in the second one. Uh, I guess it's RPG like where you have like the thought tree, and uh, every time you get um, like a quest, I guess from another character, it comes up in the tree, and then you can see where you need to be on the map. Mm. Um, and the more you talk to people, the more you have to do. But you also have to. The reason it's so hard is because you have an exhaustion meter, you have a um, a hunger meter, you have a thirst meter, you have uh, a health meter, like stuff that makes video games not fun, right? <laughs> that you The hunger meter goes down so fast that you always have to have food in your pockets. But at the start of day two, like you don't really have much money either. You pick up some money around and you can buy food. But at the start of day two, people start realizing that, oh, there is actually like a plague going around and then the amount you have to pay for things goes up like crazy, like crazily that you can't afford anything anymore. So you have to try and find food elsewhere, but there's a plague. So like, you don't really want to eat the food off the street. And you're also trying to avoid drinking the water because the water's also got the plague in it. Um, and it just becomes at any time as the player, you can choose to do these things. Yes. Yeah. You can choose to get the plague if you want to, but you also have to manage that. I haven't got up to this bit yet, but you have to manage that. You have medicine and stuff like that. Um, and I don't know, there's like big plague, like dust clouds on the street that you've got to run away from and you can get bitten by rats. Um, and sometimes I know in the first one, like the story um, makes you you have to go into plague ridden buildings. Um, and I don't know, it's neat. Um, the sort of reminds me, you saying that sort of reminds me of Far Cry 2 and how that had that like malaria management yeah. system. Like you That's get bitten cool. by a mosquito and you have to find malaria medicine. Mm. Um, I want to talk about how they do the tutorial in the second one though, because like it did not make any fucking sense to me. Like <laughs> I think 
it's what I signed up for when I bought and started Pathologic 2 because I didn't expect to understand it. But um, it, you learn how to do inventory management by having a brawl with this dude that wants to trade hearts. And he's like spouting like um, religious stuff that you don't understand from like a culture you don't understand. And he's like, no, bro, we'll just like, we'll just trade hearts. Like, just give me yours. I'll give you mine. And like, it'll be fine. And you're like, no, I'm not going to do that. He's <laughs> like, you're a doctor. You'll be fine. Like, we'll just swap them out. Um, anyway, you do in the end. And that's how you learn how to take things from your inventory and put them into other people's inventories. <laughs> um, and there's like, uh, you learn how to get water by going into like this house. And every time you go into a room, there's like people in there, but then they change into the people with the, the white faces, the, the masks, the pathologic mm. masks. I don't know. It's just strange. And then you're on a train, but then you die and then you go back onto the train again. And there's a guy that's in a coffin who's not dead. <laughs> and then you oh, go out wow. to the field and there's a giant bull and all the executors for some reason. Anyway, it's, it's really good. <laughs> It's really wow, good. They it's, really it's, go there. They they do a lot of strange things, and you start you you start the game at stay at uh, day twelve to see like how bad it gets, and then it drops you back to day one, so you, you know what's going to happen. Um, and like day twelve is like terrible, awful. There's like dead people on the street everywhere. There's like sirens going off. Like it's just it's gross. Um. Anyway, it's good. You should play it. So. Like a quick, Should like, I? structural question. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a sequel, but it's the same story? Yeah. So... Is, they, are there, like, any differences? Is it like a, hang on, I've done this before, and then it spins out? Or, I mean, I mean, you haven't no. finished the game, but, like... Not that I know of. Um, I think the first one was just so unplayable that mm. they just redid it again. But um, I don't really know why they only did the one character, I guess, probably because they don't have the funds to be able to do all three. And I think mm. what makes number one so good is because all of the three storylines inter- intertwine really well. Um, and once you do you know, the second one, you know so well about the first character and how the game plays him differently when you're playing the second character um, and what would change if you did it and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, which is neat. But hopefully that means they can... Uh, put the other two characters in at some stage. Um, it's interesting. I, I, I wonder why they didn't yeah. call it like remake or like yeah, one point five remix or I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I wonder like, why. They I mean, didn't maybe call maybe it, that. it maybe it does maybe it does later down the track. I'll um I'll let you know. Yeah, it sounds neat. I mean, the way you're describing it, I was like, oh, we're all talking about Kingdom Hearts this week. <laughs> <laughs> you should watch just watch like um. Watch like a little gameplay trailer of the of the first game or something like that because yeah, you, like you need to see how the writing, how you know how it's all written and stuff like that because it, it has such a such a style to it. It's it's neat. It's cool. Um, also, the soundtrack is better in the first game, but the, the second one is also very good. So you should also listen to the soundtrack. You started describing the game, and I was like, oh, is this one of the really bad horror games that that a YouTuber I watch has played? I looked it up and it, ha- and it wasn't, but... Um, no. But Pathologic 2 on Steam has a 9, nine out of 10. So, like, it is, yeah, it, is, just, it is a good game. I saw that just then. I, out of 3,000 reviews, mm. it's very positive. Yeah. It's it's very neat. Oh, I think you'd, I think you'd like it. Oh, the graphics actually look okay, too. Yeah, no, it, it is. A, it, like, it looks quite good. 
Yeah. Ah. Um, I think you should all try it. Jeremy, I think you'd like it a lot. Rock, it's paper, shotgun okay. says it's ten times more interesting than your average immersive sim. Yeah. Cool. I look forward to hearing more. Yeah, it yeah. looks good. It's neat. It's very, it's very unsettling. <laughs> I do <laughs> like unsettling. <laughs> so I think like a lot of it is just because you don't expect it. Like weird, right. like golems just like stand on the corner sometimes to give you a fright. It's like, why are you here? There's no, it makes no sense. Anyway. Just to give you a fright. No, I don't even know. It's not like it's not even a jump scary game. It's just things are in the world because that's how the world works, and you just have to get used to that. I guess <laughs> that does sound. It, weird. it doesn't. It's not. It doesn't. It's not a place on Earth. Like it's not a real. Like it doesn't feel like humans should be there. Anyway. Like it's like it's surreal. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Just to just to wrap us out. Wrap us out. Wrap us out. Take take <laughs> us out for the week. For oh my god! Take Just us to up. wrap up the, the this section, <laughs> trying to wrap them all up and move them out. <laughs> um, uh, just speaking of other contemporary games that I've been playing as well, you know, really keeping it um, modern. Yeah, I've been playing Crash Bandicoot One. Okay, be fair. On the remaster yeah, on PC. it's a bit more. <laughs> Crash 4 just came out, so it's at least, you know, somewhat topical. Yeah, and, like, that's that's why... That's what made me think... Like, I got Crash through Humble, like, a year ago at this point. I installed it, even though that game is gigantic. That game is, like, bonkers huge. How big? Same with Spyro. Those two games are gigantic. How big's Crash? Let me find the install size for you. It's not small. I think I remember fact, Spyro being like seventy gig or something. Mm. Uh, local files. It's 30, 30 gig for Crash. Okay, I thought it was. Oh, larger. that's not too bad. That's ten. I thought it was like seventy or eighty. Right. Um. But yeah, still that game's huge for what it is. Um, it's really good. <laughs> the first Crash game is really good. Yep. Like obviously the remaster they've done a good job to sort of sand off the edges. Um, but as someone who only got to play like 10 minutes of a crash game at my friend's house once, and and then I had like the non Naughty Dog ones on the PS2, like these originals, like they're good. They're really simple. Like it's, it's a contemporary to, uh, Super Mario 64. So, you know, very, very, very early days of 3D level design. And you can see it. You can it's you can see the simplicity of the design in there as well, um, which I think is really neat. But it's all it's really good. <laughs> like I guess it just surprised me with how good it was. I was like, I'm not going to enjoy this. I don't have any nostalgia for it. But um, <laughs> like it's the kind of thing where it's like, if anyone is ever going to ask me, you know, if what's what's a good kids game to get on like PS4 or Xbox One, like. Absolutely, the Crash games mm. and, and the Spyro remaster. They're f- it's fantastic. Like, I really enjoyed it much more than I thought I would. But they're really Have either of you hard. played the... Pardon? They're really hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think I've gotten to the most difficult parts yet, but some of it is very punishing. Mm. Um, have either of you played the remaster or the um, or the originals before? I, I played the originals, but not recently. Yeah. I, I, I played both. Um. 
I like I, I had a PS one that was chipped when I was very young. Um and so I had like a bunch of bird games and Crash Warped was one of the ones that I had. Yeah. Um I I had since played Crash One. Um and then yeah, then I I've got the remaster. The remaster looks really nice. Um Which is the does. one with the portals where you can ride on the polar bears back? Uh, I think warped. that's warped, right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. warped that's has the, yeah. That's the one I remember playing the most. I, I like I warped a lot. I don't I don't think it's the best one, but I like it a lot. <laughs> it's I think from what I've heard from like other people's discourse, warped seems to be like the definitive one. Mm. Right. Okay. Mm. That's what it's like. Oh yeah, the one with this. Like it seems to be the one that people remember. Like it really sticks in them in their brains. Um. Don't hear. Don't really hear much about two. What is two called? I don't remember. Is it Wrath matter. of Cortex. Wrath of mm, no, that's so the, PS2 the first one. one that was made on PS2. Yeah, it, it's it's something Cortex or something Neo. Um, Crash. Yeah, Bandicoot Two is called Cortex Strikes Back. Catchy title. Designed by Mark Cerny. Of course. He was all over those games. Crash yep. and Ratchet and Jack. Um, so yeah, I don't have too much to say about it other than I was pleasantly surprised and like I wanted to keep playing and I wanted to get all the boxes and game's good. It really just really surprised me. <laughs> Let us know when you um, get up to the um what was it like uh, like the, like the, the, the there's a treetops level that just ruined me. <laughs> it's <laughs> fucking difficult I yeah. don't remember the name of it I got stuck on that that foggy bridge level for a little while but I just mm. ran along the sides of the rails and that was fine um, that's going to do it for what we've been playing uh, we're going to have a break in a second here um, and just reminding you we're coming back with our new weird we don't have a name for it section after that but the before then we're going to talk segment <laughs> the new segment <laughs> Um, before that, though, we're going to talk about the question for the week in June's Question Corner. June, what is the question? What is your least favorite video video game voice acted moment? I like these questions. <laughs> Have a think, everyone. We will, too. And uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the minimap cast we have been as always sitting here wondering how to answer the question for the week june what is the question for the corner for the week uh what is your least favorite voice acted moment in video games who wants to go first i'll i'll i'll, I'll go first just because i i briefly spoke about it earlier um it is uh, Squall in Kingdom Hearts 1. <laughs> um, so the, the other okay. thing that I wanted to talk about when we were talking about that was the in terms of carbon dating that game. That game has a lot of famous actors in it and you wouldn't know it. Um, oh. So Haley Joel okay. Osment is Sora, which is sort of known. He's the kid from The Sixth Sense, the one that goes, I see dead people. Um <laughs> Uh, and like later on in the games, like Leonard Nimoy's in the games, Christopher Lee's in the games, Rutger Hauer, like they they get like some decent actors to play um, like the villainous roles. Mark Hamill's in some like the, the handheld Kingdom Hearts, for example. Um, 
Just the handheld one. Yes. Um, handheld Hamill. Yeah, that's what they call him. <laughs> um, uh, in Kingdom Hearts 1, David Boreanaz of Bones fame, the guy who's Angel in Buffy, <laughs> right, <laughs> is Squall <laughs> for no reason, especially because he wasn't Squall in Final Fantasy, and he has like four lines and they are so bad. They are so phoned in. Like it legitimately sounds like he's on a phone and he's reading it like, uh, like just getting the words right for the first time. They are so, so, so bad. He says the line, they came from you from out of nowhere. And like, that's as much effort as he puts into the fucking line read. <laughs> it is so bad. Um, uh, I didn't find Zane, it that bad yesterday. Oh, you, you got to go back and like, give it like a listen. Um, Billy just, Zane is the main villain in Kingdom Hearts 1 um, the, the, the bad guy in Titanic <laughs> um, is, is it the bad guy in the iceberg? No, there's like a, there's a bad Have you seen Titanic? Of course you no. haven't there's a, there's a bad guy in that movie um, And also Sean Austin is Hercules Sean Austin is Samwise Gamgee in the Lord of the Rings movies Sean Austin was not Hercules in the Hercules movies I don't know why they got Samwise Gamgee to be Hercules in the Kingdom Hearts game, <laughs> but he is at its bad. Um, but they also get some of the Disney voice actors, like they get like James Woods to be Hades, and they got Ming-Na to be Mulan in Kingdom Hearts 2. But the it's weird they got some, but not others. Bad. Pardon? It's weird they got some and not others. Some of them are dead. <laughs> some of those movies are old. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the game's old though. Were they dead 20 years ago? Yeah, some of those movies are, like, from, like, the 40s. Ah, well, that's different. Like, that's different. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, specifically David Boreanaz as Squall. Just the absolute worst line read I've ever heard in any video game. <laughs> well, there you go. I uh, Maybe I didn't notice because I was already just unenthused with what I was experiencing at the time. Yeah. Uh, June, what's what's your answer? Uh, I was gonna say Deadly Premonition, but I feel like that's kind of the point. Mm. So the second one, I guess. I wonder who does the voice acting for Francis York Morgan <laughs> and Zach. And Zach, that's right. I was sitting here trying to. I was, I was sitting here trying to remember the the alter ego's name so I could be like, "What about Zach?" But I couldn't do it fast enough. It's been too many weeks since I heard about Deadly Premonition. Oh, we can we we can start up again if you want. Uh, it is one Jeff Kramer, famous for Jaws. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Pardon. That's a a lot of really odd odd projects. A lot of like Jet Set Radio, Armored Core. Anything from this decade. Deadly Premonition 2 and Deadly Premonition 1 are the only ones and the only mm. projects he's done from the 2010s. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's so weird. Yep. All right, whatever. That's funny. I mean, it works. It does in a weird way, game. doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting because this is a hard question because it's like, 
It's like you don't remember the things that you mm. don't remember, you know. Unless it like really took you off guard, then I there's nothing really else that stands out to me. Yeah. Um So everyone knows I love uh bad movie tie-ins from the PS2. Cough cough Aragon, Aragon again. Uh, this has nothing to do with Aragon though. I don't remember the voice acting in that one. I'm sure it's terrible, but it's completely unmemorable. Something that I found much more memorable is the voice acting in Spider-Man 3 on PS2 <laughs> because they got the actors for that game mm-hmm. yep. and they suck. <laughs> just They're just the worst. Like, it's so obviously Tobey Maguire not giving a shit. Like, it's like, oh, they did get... Oh, that does sound like Spider-Man. Why does it... Why is it so bad? Like, I've never been... Like, I would prefer a an enthusiastic... 70% likeness acting voice actor than the like 30% effort that Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst put into those games. Kirsten like, Dunst is not in the game. I thought she was in the second one she, or the first or the third one. She's she's the only one not back. Oh, <laughs> Everybody okay, else whatever. is back. Um <laughs> yeah, cuz Kirsten is not. It's just they they, they none of them sell it. None of them want to be there, and it's awful. The only person who sells the, their voice acting in Spider-Man 3 is the narrator, because apparently there's a narrator in that game, <laughs> and he just gets to make jokes and isn't one of the st- like the cast so it can actually, you know, take the job seriously. Who narrates like, the game? I don't know. It's just some random narrator, and he talks of, like... There's a scene, the, the, the tutorial in the Spider-Man 3 game is a like a burning building. And he's, and he, he, they do that thing where the narrator does the tutorial and reads out, like, they don't obscure it where they're like, make sure to attack the, the, the people. They're like, press the circle button to regain your endurance. Except it's American, so he says endurance. It, it's Bruce say Endurance again? Who's that? Uh, Ash from Evil Dead. <laughs> He's in those games. Him and Sam Raimi are like this. They're like they're like that. They're, they're, they're so close. They're like they're best friends, so if that makes sense. Okay. He cameos as a different character in all three of those movies. Okay. He does a good job in like He's got a good voice. He gives it yeah, like he he, he gives an okay performance. Anyway, also the uh, the little Britain PS2 game is the worst game ever and that includes the voice acting for that and i just want everyone to know have no doubt that is the worst game ever put to game uh little little spider-man uh fact for you i got two little two tiny spider-man facts for you uh welcome to the spider-man tiny fact uh, segment of the podcast um the font used in the sam raimi spider-man movies is the ones they used on the playstation 3 yep (laughs) And Bruce Campbell technically plays Mysterio in Spider-Man Three. <laughs> okay, he has a single scene where he t- where he says to Peter, "You're not allowed to come in because the the stage is already going," and tells him to shush a bunch. Um, he's technically playing Quentin Beck because mm. technically Mysterio used to be a stage actor, which is why he's all theatrics and stuff. So there you go. There you go. Neat. More facts about Spider-Man Three next time, please, Jeremy. Oh, I got, I got like, I got one more. 
Uh, that's all right. Don't, yeah. don't, uh, don't. I'm, I'm, don't. I'm not, not going to do that now. It. We'll save it for a, for, a, for the right moment. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> Dude, what's the next question? What is the funniest game you've played? I'm going to enjoy going through my entire catalog, but I think I've already got my answer for this one. <laughs> I guessed that immediately. <laughs> that was my first thought. I think there's another one I did think of after that as well, but yeah. Um, thanks, June. Thanks, You're everyone. Welcome. This is a good one. Um, so, we have this new segment here. In the document, it is written as news things on your mind or something that's happened it's also written as doodles but that's a that's a that's a story for another time um jeremy's come in with a, a topic here Jude, did you have anything you wanted to bring for this one or should we, we'll just ride through the no i don't think so i think yeah work with what yeah. we got here mm. we'll just see how it goes um uh, but yeah, if this is a bit awkward, it's because we we're, we're working it out on the fly. We're, we're giving it a go. So give us any feedback you've got if you want to like hit us up on Twitter or whatever. Um, but without further ado, here we go. Um, uh, we don't have to talk about this for a long time, but the reason why I haven't been playing many games these last couple of weeks is that I, uh, and you two know about this obviously already, but I figured I'd talk about it and I don't know you could ask me questions if you have any. But uh, I actually got a freelance video editing slash production maybe role at IGN, creating guides for some of their older, creating guide videos for some of their older guides. IGN's um, Kerry Palmer. That's me, Mister IGN. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's a uh, that's a cool thing that's happened. It's definitely something that's happened. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's been it's been a really weird couple of weeks because I've kind of been busier than I have been before. It's made me realize that like I've got my like retail job that is just spinning back up again, and I've got my cafe job that I've still got, and I've got like an admin job that I do from home at the moment, and now I've got this one. Four jobs. Currently, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a bunch of them are like once a fortnight, um, mm. but you know, trying to spin them all out at the moment and trying to figure out how much time to put towards this, uh, this guide stuff has been interesting, but, um, you just put out one for GTA five, correct? Yes. How yeah, did so you, the first en- one how I- did you enjoy doing that? It was good. It was good. I, I drastically underestimated how long that one would take me. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> that video was, um, collecting all 50 letter scrap, all 50 letter scraps in GTA 5. So it involved like getting around the map as fast as possible, recording, picking up each scrap with like zooming in on the map to show the context. And then I decided to record record voiceover for each one because all of the other collectible guides for that um, thing that I found online were all just like raw footage, like raw audio, really unengaging to watch. And I thought, you know, if, we, if, if I'm going to be making a guide for a, a very popular game that's seven years old, May as well make it one that's going to stand out a bit more. Mm. Um, it was good though. Like I, I finished the the product and it looked good. Uh, like yeah, that's the thing. Like once I, I didn't, I didn't, like I knew what I was working on was going to work. But once once it came together, once I put all the pieces together, I was like, oh this this is slick. Like I <laughs> I've got the editing down really tight. Like each of the each of the, um, 
bits was really tight so that was good fun um and i'm working on an age of empires 2 cheats showcase at the moment um so that'll probably be live within a couple of days of this podcast going up but yeah it's been really fun it's been really cool i'm trying to figure out how much time i can put aside for it because i'd love to Mm -hmm. have like two or three like dedicated days a week to just do it um yeah papa ziff is sending you some money now Papa Ziff, <laughs> Ziff Davis, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it, it's good. It was a really interesting, I think for me, like I saw the tweet that went out that was like, hey, we're looking for a freelance editor. And I'd been editing this video of my own time, uh, which was like a stream highlights of when Jane and Byron and Ollie and I played Trailmakers about a month and a half ago now. Um, and it took, it was taking me hours and hours and hours hours to edit just so long and then this 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 guide thing came up and i was like i reckon i could throw together like an example of what i could make for this today at like the day i saw the the ad and so i threw this final fantasy guide together and i it was within like eight or nine hours and then i just put it up and it was a really nice change of pace to just like do something in a day and get it done and get it out (laughs) um yeah no it was it's interesting because, and I think I was I was most motivated to do that because I was stuck in the mud with Trailmakers. I was just like, oh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> Change your pace. Yeah. Um. So yeah, keep 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 tuned from my on my Twitter for all of the hard hitting Age of Empires two cheats you could ever dream of. <laughs> 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 Um, Jerry, what's the topic you wanted to bring to the table? Um, so this stemmed from recently I've been playing a little bit more Rocket League again. Um, uh, which is a game that I, I have played many, many, many hours. Um, and free to play has just gone free to play, which is, uh, some made, brought some new life into the game. Um, in terms of like play accounts, it went up to a million online at one point or something or. Oh, maybe it was 100,000. It was a lot. A lot of people playing that game, like, at once, which was sick. I don't actually remember how many. Lots. Anyway. It was <laughs> it was a one with a lot of zeros. Um, uh, and I remember you saying, Kerry, that whenever you play this game, you get really upset because these are your words, not mine. You say you're not good at that game and that you know how to be good at that game. But, and I quote, stupid, bum ba- stupid dumb baby hands don't work on controller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have just misrepresented Mr. Farmer. Um, you saying that you know what to do, but your hands won't let you do it, basically. Yes, that's exactly it. It's like, oh, the ball's coming. All I need to do is like do a dodge and then like a slight tilt to the left as I do the second bump. And all I do is like jump out of the way of the ball. I like get so close to it, and then I'm like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> tricked you." Um, and I I think it is not a mischaracterization to say that uh, you're maybe not as good as my ability in Rocket League. Definitely um, not. Uh, I I have since just in the ranked mode. I've since just got up to platinum for the first time consistently recently, um, which is which I'm, which I'm happy with. Um. I feel good at the game. Uh, and I remember thinking about Apex as well, similarly, 
how much I really want to be very good at Apex Legends. And I'm okay at Apex. I can win maybe once every time I play. It used to be I used to win more, um, but now I'm about I can win hopefully once every time, once every play session basically. Um, and I was wondering if y'all had uh, games that for some reason something in it clicked and you went, ah, oh, I really wish I was really good at this game. Like I really wish there was something. I really wish I just got this game or like there was something in it that really made me feel like I was a very high quality player. Mm. Mm. Um, I mean, definitely those two for me are also applicable. I mean, it's part, part of my f whole frustration with Rocket League is that I want to be better than I am at it. Um, and so when I play... And I'm not that good. I'm not as good as I expect myself to be, or I'm not as good as I want to be. Um, then, yeah, that is that frustration. It's uh, but um, Apex was really interesting because when it came out, like we've been playing PUBG for ages, and then when Apex came out, it was like, oh, this is this is a like a popular battle royale if you want to get in on the ground floor maybe you can make it really big and get really good if you play enough really fast and that's like i remember like really having that urge like the the first couple of days it came out i was like i can get videos out really done like really quickly maybe i'll get a win like maybe <laughs> i was not i was not destined for that that game is very <laughs> difficult um um but yeah those are the, those are the two that come to mind obviously because you just brought them up but uh they are applicable. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, June, do you have, have any? A... Yeah. Um, when Overwatch first came out, I was pretty big. In, I think I've spoken about it before. I was pretty mm. big in, into the competitive scene to the point where we had a team and we were competing um, in actual competitions. Um, not not very good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, but, relatively, right? Like, you know, you would have yeah. stomped us. Better than most. Yeah, we did, like, I'd put a lot, a lot, a lot of hours into that game. But, <laughs> like, um, it just got to the point where it was just too taxing to organize a team with people that weren't as interested in putting effort in. Yeah. And then yeah. being upset when you try to fill that spot with someone, like a random, that doesn't play the game like you want them to play it. And it's yeah. just... Mm frustrating um but i think with with that it's sort of watching comp players and stuff like that and worlds and and overwatch league and stuff that sort of settles me down a little bit so um <laughs> man but like uh, all my dreams could have come true 2016, 2016, so close to greatness so close and now you got a podcast um, yeah <laughs> Uh, as well as Splatoon 2. Um, oh, yeah. The, the comp scene in Splatoon 2 is also quite big. Um, and I don't think I'm bad at Splatoon 2, to be honest. Like, I'm not, I'm not bad, but I definitely want to be better. Yeah. Do you two remember when they revealed the Switch and they had that, like, Splatoon 2, like, like stadium scene at the end? How they were all, like, they were all practicing, like, behind the stage and then they all brought their switches out to compete and they all put them in the docks with their with their 
Splatoon 2 Pro <laughs> Controllers because that was the announcement of that game. I don't remember anyway. that at all. <laughs> um, Something that I wish I was really good at, which is odd because I don't really... Like, I'm not into, like, the scene or anything. I'm not into... Like, I'll, I'll buy the big ones when they come out, but, like... I don't know, I, I'm just not super... Like, I love watching them as uh, fighting games. Mm. There's a very specific mindset in fighting games about, like, recoveries and zoning that is mind-boggling to watch explainer videos in um, that I just do not get. <laughs> like, I can, I can put together, like a combo if I practice it um, but like actual fighting games in terms of like going on I remember when uh, Mortal Kombat 11 came out and I was doing the campaign and the campaign was fun enough and it looked good and all that stuff and I was getting used to the character like I, I never had a main in Mortal Kombat um, but then I went online and I don't think I won a single fucking match um, <laughs> like it was just like beat after beat after beat after beat because like, like you know Mortal Kombat is an institution. It's a game that's been around since gaming and people are good at Mortal Kombat. And so the same people who are good at Mortal Kombat are still good at Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to be I don't know how to start. <laughs> how do you begin? Um, yeah. And then, like I look at people like Sonic Fox and they are phenomenal at games like that. Like it's the same with like Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, just like really, really top tier stuff, and it's like, how do you? Like, I'm, I feel like I'm the Doctor Strange at the beginning. Like, how do I get from me to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fighting games are a whole other level. Like any any like competitive. Like I, that seems to be the thread here is like competitive esports. Like I'm not yeah. I'm not sitting here going like I want to be good at Hitman Two, like. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, like, like that's, that's a threat. That's the stuff thing. with the high skill ceiling. That is ever interesting any of you. Sorry, what was that? Sorry, is speedrunning speed a thing that's ever interest you? Either of you? No? No. Not especially. I've thought I about like it a little bit. It, with, yeah. But I wouldn't want to do that to myself. It's so hard. And, mm. and, and, and it's, it's, it's pushing so hard for the littlest reward. Yeah. And I think that's part of why... That's part of my um, issues with Rocket League and, and and that feeling of of playing and not getting better. And it, it's part of why I fell out of music, honestly, as well. For, I don't really know if I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but I played a lot of music in high school. I went straight from high school into a music degree. Um, I was having a good time, but like I always kind of knew that, that there's, there's, there was this like discipline that I was lacking. There was this like disconnect in terms of the amount of sheer work that's required for you to improve and stay uh, relevant in a scene where you're trying to make money as a performing artist. Um, like, you need to be good. You need to be capital G, full stop, good. Um, Especially the kind of music that you were getting into as well, which is, like, jazz. Yeah, totally. Like, like that's that a is niche the most scene in any... Exactly. Exactly, and the people who are good at it can rock up to a gig and play whatever they want, whenever, and do six gigs a night. It's all obviously an exaggeration, but um, so like, 
that 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 sort of pushing for something long term that like oh i'm trying to get better at my flick shots in counter strike or i'm trying to get better at my at my aerial attacks in rocket league or something like that the stuff that's actually really 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 difficult and is a skill that you need to develop over months and isn't something that you can tangibly get a feel for let's say in four or five hours Mm. um that stuff i find really hard to continue to stay motivated to keep trying um like I, it burns me out. It's like, what am I doing? What's the point? Like, I don't know if I'm getting better. I'm not enjoying this. I know I'm not meant to enjoy this. I know I want to get to where I want to be, but I don't want to put the work in. Or like, like it's that it's that whole thing. Like it's really tricky. Um, you have one bad game, and it just like ruins the next yeah. week of motivation. Yeah. Um, something that doesn't do that for me, and you know, it's relevant to what we've been playing at the moment, um, is Spelunky in a weird way. Um, mm. But it used to do it for me Because when I played Spelunky on my own originally um, I was like, oh, it's a roguelike Oh, it's really punishing Oh, I don't, I'm not very good at this Oh, it's not very fun I burned out, I didn't come back to it But when I played it with people And in the lead up to Spelunky 2 Like I was talking about last episode, I think um, It was fun to share in those moments of like Spelunky conspiring against you and fucking you over <laughs> and like sharing in the the misfortune of the you get you get hit by the rock that you threw up to to knock the arrow and the rock bounced you in front of another arrow trap which didn't kill you but shot you into the other side of the map and then you landed on the spikes and all happens within 0.3 seconds and like so getting better at that is actually like spelunky is one right now where i want to get better at it but i don't mind the process of each run um and that also has a very high skill ceiling. It's just that it's not competitive. It's not a competitive mm. multiplayer game. I would like to get better at Diablo 3 in terms of armor building and stuff like that. Or uh, set building. But there's just so much that goes into it. You need the time to sit down it? and decide what to what to work towards and stuff like that. Um, right. There's just Is like that to get the like super legendary? Yeah, like the the season um, rewards and stuff like that, uh, like fully equipping a character to like the best it can be. And there's like different like there's you know hundreds of different ways you can do that. Um, and you know doing stuff purposely for this tiny drop that will get you this to get you this and you know yeah stuff like that. But um, I don't have the time for that. So yeah. I, uh, I feel that way right now with um, Destiny, where it's like, man, I understand that there are, like, good drops, and, like, I should want them, <laughs> but not for the amount of effort that you need to put yeah. in for each one, so yeah, I kind of get that. Is, is there a game that, is there a single game, Junior's a Diablo carry, is there a single game that you wish you were just the best at, like... The best! Like, like, like not like, you know, the best in the world, but just, like, oh, I'm the best. You know? Yeah, yeah. Pretty good at Mario Galaxy. <laughs> um, hmm. Oh, uh, you know what? I would, I would love to be like incredible at Nuclear Throne. <laughs> I would love to see the Matrix, and while I was playing Nuclear Throne, I'm okay. not bad at Nuclear Throne, but I haven't won it many times. And there's a bunch of challenges that I haven't. Um, completed that i really want to like there's this one character that's got two health 
and for context, almost all of the enemies in that game do like three damage. So they're basically a one hit character. Right. And the 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 challenge to like unlock their alternate skin is to get that character to to beat the final boss as that character without getting the um, without using the power ups that give you more health. Um, or th- there's two of them. There's two there's two power ups that sort of just fix that issue for you that give you more health or something like that make you more survivable so making it to the end basically without taking a hit as this character um i really want to do it i I spent like one day playing like six hours straight of that game solid and i didn't get that done one time (laughs) 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 like that game have you played it since i've I've played it since (laughs) i've I've gone back to it I, i might play it while i edit the podcast today actually now that i've mentioned it but um God, that game's good. <laughs> Jeremy? I had one and now I've lost it. Fuck, what was it? Oh, no, what was it? Oh, I had I it. Know. I literally had this in my head when I asked the question. Duck game. No, fuck no. Duck game. It's a beginner's guide. What? No, it's a it's an online game of some description. Civilization. Uh, Mm. Oh, I would love to look at every intertwining system in civilization and be able to predict exactly what's going to happen next. Mm, um, yeah. Civilization is like it's it, it's very it's 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 not grand strategy, but it's big strategy chess almost. You got to you got to make your moves and know when to back out of stuff. And I I just want to be able to min max the fuck out of civilization. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because I, I, I could almost do it in 5. Um, I played a lot of 5 and I got I sort of got all the mechanics down really well in 5. 6 is very different. There's a lot of new things in 6 that like um, I was playing about a month ago um, with my friend Raf and uh, he inadvertently destroyed my civilization. So he was building nukes to nuke me because we were getting to the pointy end of the game and he was like, he was ahead of me in a lot of ways and I was going for a religious victory so I'm just like sending out missions all over the world trying to convert everybody to my religion uh, which I think I called OnlyFans um, <laughs> just so the notifications would be like, Gandhi wants OnlyFans and, which is funny. Um, and what I uh, did was... Um, I was building an I had like a coastal city because there's a bunch of civilizations on like on another island and Raph was streamlining, you know, f- nuclear physics and all this stuff. And we were playing, uh, I, this is the first time I'd played the new expansion, um, ri- uh, rising, t- t- rising tide or gathering, gathering storm. One of them, um, well, it, it, it effectually, uh, it, it, it essentially, um, introduced climate change. Um, and so there's like green energy and then there's like bad energy and cause he was streamlining, he had a lot of science. He was streamlining nuclear physics. He basically caused like global warming. And <laughs> so the sea levels rose and destroyed all my cities <laughs> to the point where by like I had no space left to rebuild the things that I had built. And so I had cities just wailing being like, well, we're starving and we're not happy, but you can't build anywhere because everywhere else is sort of full. So we're just going to keep complaining until we get nuked. Um, and I had like two other cities and Raph just like 
drop to nukes and just like <laughs> absolutely demolish me. Um, but it wasn't the nukes that killed me. It was the fucking rising sea levels that destroyed half of my fucking civilization, which was yeah. like hilarious. It was really funny <laughs> because he Sounds had no like idea he was doing a- that either. He had no idea that his, his direct action had caused my indirect fall. <laughs> it uh, reminds me of the, uh, the overtime timer on worms. When you play for too long and the sea level starts rising and oh lands. right yep 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 yep, <laughs> yep it was it was so funny um, I would love to have seen that coming see <laughs> seen So yeah, this has been our little experiment here. It's been a little interesting. I think it's gone pretty well so far. It's a lot of dead air for um, you to cut there, pal. <laughs> it's a, it's called a pregnant pause. It's it's a it's it's a little one there just to just to make you think. Has my phone stopped working? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that went all right. I look forward to the next one. We'll see what happens next time. Um, but yeah, so we're recording this. Four weeks to the day from when PS5 launches, which is four weeks minus two days from when the Xbox Series S and X launch. Uh, so obviously the next podcast in two weeks is not going to be next-gen focused, uh, but one after that, one after that, hold on to your britches. We're jumping into the next dimension. Oh, I'm going to be so jealous. Yeah, I I mean you can still get you can still get miles. You can still play miles. Yeah, but I want a PS Five. <laughs> yep. Just think about it like this: you don't want to play Demon Souls. Yeah. But you want to play Sackboy's Big exclusive. Adventure. I do. No, I think it's PS4 just like people well. having things that I don't have. I want things. Yeah, I, I've, I've felt that way about you guys with 4K things and PS4 Pros <laughs> for the last, like, three years straight. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. it's my turn to suffer then. <laughs> it's pretty all right. Oh, it's it's fine. You'll be all right, kid. I'll be fine. <laughs> um, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Uh, we have reached the end of the podcast. If you want to find this podcast, other episodes of this podcast other podcasts or other things that we do, you can go to minimap.com.au and find everything that we do there. We are finally getting off the ground a new podcast, our third podcast, The Pecking Order, uh, ranking the kissability of pop culture characters from around pop culture. It's June's podcast. It's really good. <laughs> we have a lot of fun making it. It's a nice little short little tidbit. Doesn't require any background knowledge in the in the in the like the the things that have been happening or the games we've been playing. It's just talking about kissing a ditto. Um, if you have never kissed anyone in your life, you're not allowed to listen to the podcast. <laughs> That's the only background knowledge you need. Yep. Oh my god, I didn't. I didn't say that. I, 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 did. I did. I've made the decision. <laughs> if you want to support us making these podcasts, uh, other podcasts, other writings, and the website in general, you can go to patreon.com/slash minimapau. Uh, we're going to send you out with music from Shook, 
And aside from that, we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye.
what do you, what, what is the funniest game you've played? Funniest Ooh. game? Yeah. Ooh. Conker's Bad Fur Day. Oh my god, you're joking. I am joking. Thank you're Christ right. for that. <laughs> you cracked the code, well done. Uh, That's hard. There's yeah. some funny-ass games out there. Let's use that then. I'll just put it in. That'll be a real thinker. That'll be me going through my like holes. Ah, oh, I might have got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay, gonna cool. Ask a, a question, Karen. Um, is it a game spoilers game? <laughs> <laughs> about <laughs> about donuts in a county. <laughs> Oh, went in my sinus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Great. Do you keep your email inbox at like zero? Two thousand seven hundred sixteen. <laughs> Christ! <laughs> it doesn't have to be like this. Sure, it does. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. <laughs>